It's Monday. It's October 29th. And the words of the day are sphalolalia, which means flirtatious talk that leads nowhere, and anuptophobia, which means the fear of staying single forever and ever and ever. Used in a sentence. I don't feel like using the words in a sentence today. You guys go. No, you don't. See, I think it's this unwillingness to communicate that's at the root of the problem, Heath. Heath, you miss all the hockey pucks you don't fuck. Tim Horton. (laughs) (laughs) I have no illusions. I'm Eli Bosnick. I'm Heath Enright. And broadcasting delayed from America's far center, we are the Skeptocrats. Oh! This week's episode, we all collectively created the MAGA bomber with our imaginations... A Florida man will put the IE back in IED. And Megan Kelly considers blackface affirmative action to get rehired by NBC. <laughs> but first, the rest of the intro music. <laughs> Joining me for headlines tonight are fellow skeptic rats, No Illusions, and Eli Bosnick. Noah, Eli. What do you say we all say something nice about Beto O'Rourke? I'll start. I like his. Slightly crooked smile and how he makes me feel safe. Well, the kid in me loves the frosted coating, but the adult in me loves how he perfectly encapsulates that liberal tendency to invest heavily in a lost cause, even if it how dare sucks you? all the light away from the goals how realistic enough to you? actually accomplish. Beto 2020! Woo! First Texas, then the world. Even if he loses, I will call it a victory. Woo! <laughs> Sorry, no, you were saying something, but I was blowing it up. Billions airborne. of dollars is what I. Yeah, I was talking. <laughs> 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 he was almost even like a month ago. That was long. Blue State, Texas. When that happens, it's over. It's not happening now, though. So All right. Right. Yeah, I will totally apologize. If Beto wins, I will totally come up here and apologize, and it'll be like the happiest apology I'll ever give. But yeah, it's not. I'm not really worried about giving that apology. <laughs> In our lead story tonight, the Keystone domestic terrorist who was sending pipe bombs to prominent liberals around the country last week turned out to be pretty much exactly what we were all picturing. Yep. And by we, I mean people who aren't stupid. And by exactly what we were all picturing, I mean a barely literate, Trump-supporting, steroid-abusing former stripper living in a literal van down by the river. (laughs) Honestly, I think you could have done some kind of composite of our guesses and gotten a pretty good headshot. Like, really? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so... Just in case you missed it, the FBI arrested a Florida man named Caesar Sayoc on Friday after finding DNA evidence linking him to a series of mail bombs that were intercepted on their way to a long list of high-profile Democrats, including Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama, Joe Biden, Cory Booker, Kamala Harris, Robert De Niro, and, of course, billionaire Jewish lizard alien puppet master George Soros. And naturally... Many right-wing media outlets found this to be wildly suspicious, considering the giant boost in poll numbers for, you know, zero of the people I just mentioned, because none of those people are on a goddamn ballot this year. Yeah, right. Idiots. Okay, but to be fair, I hear 
which side is sending literal bombs is the number one issue among undecided voters. So it would be a pretty <laughs> great bluff, you got to admit. Actually, but it okay, look, if, if, if we're safe assuming anything about the people who haven't yet made up their minds about which party they want to see in power in 2019, it's that their political views aren't affected by, you know, events. In the universe. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> like, I can't imagine how this would help no matter who they sent them to. Yeah, so here's a couple of quick highlights from the string of conspiracy theories we got to hear last week about how the Democrats were trying to bomb and kidnap themselves. I'll start with Michael Flynn Jr. And yes, he's the son of that Michael Flynn. <laughs> so instead of shutting the fuck up like everyone named Michael Flynn should be doing forever. Right. <laughs> he tweeted, quote, this is a total false flag operation. We'll never find out who sent planted these bombs. So, oh, for one. Nope. The yeah. arrest was two days later. Uh, continuing the quote, I condemn all political violence. But again, the timing is bullshit. End quote. <laughs> And I'm sure he would have made a strong statement against right-wing terrorism if this happened a few months ago when the, you know, timing was less convenient. Right, yes, yes of course. November 7th, people. Bomb away! We went over this at the meeting. <laughs> Does the hood cover your ears? That's it. All right, well, I don't mean to be a contrarian here, but I feel like any time post-2000 is an inconvenient time to send a bomb to Robert De Niro, right? Like, honestly, like, he was great at one time. Name a good De Niro movie from the last 20 years. I dare you. <laughs> uh, analyze that. Again, and name a good one Meet from the last the 20 years. Meet the Fockers. Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. Machete. Analyze. Did I we say We would have just remembered that. him from Raging Bull, and we would have been like, remember De Niro? <laughs> he was just awesome and didn't fuck up his legacy at all. <laughs> all right, so uh, one other conspiracy theory worth noting uh, it came from Derek Hunter of The Daily Caller. That's Tucker Carlson's website. And uh, Derek Hunter is also the author of a book called Outrage, Inc., How the Liberal Mob Ruined Science, Journalism, and Hollywood. Oh. And, yeah. So, according to Hunter, the mail bombs were a smokescreen to distract us from a different George Soros plan, which is meant in turn to distract us from something else. It, it gets tricky, <laughs> theory-wise. Anyway, Hunter tweeted, quote, I'm always suspicious of people needing a distraction from something, like a caravan of illegal aliens making its way to the border, getting one two weeks before an election. Hashtag Reichstag fire. End You're quote. Oh, fuck you. Yeah. Reichstag fire. <laughs> so, yeah, you know how the Nazis jump-started the Holocaust? It's just like that. Yeah. The Republicans uh -huh. in America are basically the German Jews of the modern day. <laughs> That's a great point, Derek well, Hunter. This is according to the guy who wrote a book about how he longs for the days of conservative Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, exactly. birth of a nation. Well, that's... <laughs> Well, to be fair, that one was made by a Democrat. Okay, that's, you know what? Okay, so, Dinesh. <laughs> so, uh, fortunately, none of the packages with the bombs in them exploded, but they were confirmed to be genuine pipe bombs. But other than that, other than, you know, technically using real weapon materials, the entire operation... 
by Caesar Sayoc was about as stupid as it could have been. Yes. So, first of all, if you've been arrested six times before, at least once for a bomb threat, maybe mix it up. Maybe try something <laughs> slightly different. I don't know. Also, don't exfoliate your skin right over your pipe bombs or seal the package with your cum or whatever he did to get his DNA all over the place. Okay, a couple other quick notes while we're on the subject. Putting a picture of your target with a red X over their face inside your bomb package <laughs> doesn't really make that much sense. One last thing. If, if you're trying to make it look like Debbie Wasserman Schultz sent the bombs for spite over getting fired by the DNC, maybe spell her name correctly on the return address labels that you forged. <laughs> yeah, I mean, One other little thing. I guess we should be grateful that anyone who's stupid enough to be on the other side of this thing is stupid enough to be on the other <laughs> yeah, side of this right. thing. You know, it's... Uh, yeah, well, that's the thing that I loved about this story. There wasn't much to love here, but this is unquestionably the Trump administration of mail bombers, right? It's dangerous despite being stupid and ineffective, plus everything's misspelled, and he left his DNA in a bunch of places he shouldn't have. It's exactly like Trump. <laughs> okay, so I'm not supposed to do this, but I feel bad for all the Republicans trying to piece this all together. So here's the real story. Here's the that's here's true. the the real, real, real story. Uh, the pipe bombs were not a last-minute campaign expenditure that we subbed in for some radio ad buys. Um, <laughs> they were actually the culmination of an Inception-style super-duper long con. And, you know, again, I feel bad. It's, it's pretty tricky what we did. So it all started with the end of the Civil War, when the libtards on the winning team started giving away human rights to black people. Soybraham Lingcuck. <laughs> so uh, this, of course, the uh, giving away the rights to the black people, it frustrated the great, great, great grandparents of people like Caesar Sayoc. And then we waited for <laughs> generations. Yeah, for a really long <laughs> and, uh, time. And we actually did a few more things to persecute white people along the way, like integrating the public schools and electing an uppity Kenyan to be president. And then, after that Kenyan president, we let Donald Trump get elected, knowing we had this trap ready for two years later. And that's when Caesar Sayoc jumped into action, like the multi-century brainwashed sleeper cell that he is, and helped deliver us a midterm election bump with the stupid... <laughs> Stupid pipe bomb thing. It was the perfect crime. Nobody suspects the victim of the murder. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, uh, moral of the story, sometimes it's just a flag. There's just flags sometimes. <laughs> yes. Can't always be a false flag. Or else nothing means anything, and it's impossible to carry on our daily lives or to know a single thing ever. You can't. It's just a flag sometimes. All right, well, uh, also, you should have voted for Hillary Clinton, by the way. So we're going to take a quick break for a word from our sponsor. Hello, it's me, George Soros, evil mastermind and super Jew. I know what you're thinking. Wow, this bit's a little insensitive given the Pittsburgh shooting. Did they record this bit before it happened? 
No, we did not. But you're also probably thinking, where does he keep getting all these people? Paid crisis actors, Muslims for a caravan that started in Honduras, and of course, hundreds of thousands of protesters. In fact, you'd think someone would have told on me by now. And that's not smart. But you know what is smart? Go on to ZipRecruiter.com slash Skeptocrat to hire the right person. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you. It's powerful matching technology, scans thousands of resumes, identifies people with the right skills, education, and experience for your job, and actively invites them to apply. So you get qualified candidates fast. That's why ZipRecruiter is rated number one by employers in the U.S., This rating comes from hiring sites on Trustpilot with over 1,000 reviews. And right now, our listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash Skeptocrat. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Skeptocrat. ZipRecruiter.com slash Skeptocrat. ZipRecruiter, the smarter way to hire. I thought it was tasteful. Thank you. And in Jew Missed Me news tonight, as if in answer to right-wing Twitter's claim that you can't blame the act of one bad person on an entire group of people, unless they're Muslim, another (laughs) crazy white guy committed an act of violence against people he hated this week. How this week? As of writing this, this fucking morning. So I have to leave a space here in case there were any other attacks since then. (laughs) I'll just pause now. Other than the background rate of nearly 100 deaths a day from gunshot wounds in the U.S., I think we're all good. Really? Awesome. Good news. Lucky us. Anyway, the attack in question was a mass shooting at a synagogue in Pittsburgh, which left 11 people dead and even more injured. The gunman who injured police in a shootout when he was arrested was taken alive because he was not an unarmed black teenager. Yeah, right. Okay. I don't know if I buy it, though. 11 Jewish people getting killed exactly when Debbie Wasserman Schultz is trying to get reelected. It's very convenient. <laughs> yeah, saying. right. Right. And well, this does have a closer parallel to the Reichstag fire. It does. True. It's true. Maybe he was tweeting <laughs> about the wrong. He was predicting. Uh, the shooter was a right-wing anti-Semite with a history of threatening violence and wrote on Gab, which is like Twitter if Jack wasn't so awesome at hiding the fact that he's a white supremacist, quote, is <laughs> bringing, yep, okay. bring invaders in that kill our people. I can't sit by and watch my people get slaughtered. Screw your optics. I'm going in, end quote. Okay, I'm confused. Bring invaders that kill our people? Like, is he talking about when the Allied troops killed all those Nazis? When, <laughs> when the Jews set up that whole plan? Yeah, well, it's hard to follow his thinking if you haven't been brainwashed by Fox News into thinking of desperately poor Hondurans as foreign invaders and the, the, the fucking source of those foreign invaders being a Jew. Right, and that says something definitive, doesn't it? The fact that you can't even make sense of his call to action without subbing in the president's racist <laughs> rhetoric? <laughs> Well, that's a good question, Noah. What was our president's response to violence he couldn't have been more responsible for if he had sent the shooter a DM with Google Map directions? (laughs) To blame the Jews. That was his response. Yeah, just like 9-11. Yep. For not being armed enough. Saying that guns had, quote, 
little to do with the shooting and that, quote, huh. if they had protection inside, the results would have been far better, end quote. What? He continued, this is a dispute that will always exist, I suspect, end quote. Yeah, we need more heavily armed Jewish people. Nobody attacks Israel. That's a perfect plan. No, yeah, right. <laughs> Either way, I think we can all agree that it's a good thing. Neither right-wing terrorist did something, you know, really crazy and destructive, like yell at someone in a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> and in throwing us a bone saw news tonight. Schmuckle Orange admitted on Wednesday for the first time that the elite government hit squad from Saudi Arabia that killed one of Mohammed bin Salman's harshest critics in the U.S. might have been influenced by Saudi Arabian leader Mohammed bin Salman. Hmm. Now, this came after a week of how about 50 cents in some envelopes, then great diminishing exculpations from the Saudi government that morphed from nah, he's fine to maybe he got killed after he left the embassy to okay, we killed him, but he started it to rogue operators before finally even Donald Trump had to break with the excuse du jour and just say, yeah, the fucking Prince guy did it. The slow kid from making the murderer needs to get with the Saudis and be like, guys, come on, what are we doing here? Pick a story. (laughs) (laughs) Now, as is so often the case when it comes to condemning brutal dictators post-2016, Trump's admissions came only after his own executive branch, like, looped around his bullshit and acted anyway. His statement came after the State Department announced that it would be revoking the visas of the Saudi officials implicated in the murder because, you know, arms dealer, no, we can't knowingly let foreign death squads into our country. (laughs) Trump's just like, can we put tariffs on the foreign death squad? You want another Big Mac, buddy? (laughs) You want another Big Mac? Came up. I do want another Big Mac. And it was only when he was confronted with this contradiction to his earlier support for Ben Salman's amorphous justifications that Trump offered up even this tepid denunciation. Quote, and opening sick. Well, the prince is running things over there more so at this stage. He's running things, and so if anybody were going to be, it would be him. End quote, closing sick. <laughs> what? I love how our response was to revoke visas of the murderers. Yeah, right. It's That's... like, come on, guys. We don't have that kind of hotel staff over here. Do that shit in your country. <laughs> or Turkmenistan, wherever you did it. Don't, not here. And by the way, Trump also claims he figured this all out using his amazing interrogation skills. That, uh, I love that fucking uh, uh, quote. Yeah, apparently he asked Prince Bin Salman about the murder. Quote, in a couple different ways. <laughs> yes. And I would pay so much fucking money to watch Trump trying to do, like, good cop, bad cop by himself on the movies of Saturday. <laughs> yeah, I guarantee the phrase, did you not not kill him, was employed at some point. Gotcha. Did, you, did you not 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 kill him? Yes. <coughs> okay, fuck. What? Oh, shit, wait. Hold on. Who? Uh, I so, killed okay. him. Which level were we on? <laughs> All right, so Odds anyway, is tr- bad. Ev- fuck. Start over. <laughs> All right. So Trump's comments came from an, an interview with a uh, pro-government Turkish newspaper, which goes on to say that CIA director Gina Haspel was shown audio and video evidence of Khashoggi's torture and murder because 
she's our leading national expert in torturing people with bone saws and shit. Anyway, Trump's most recent statements contradict everything he said about the situation up until now, and probably the statements he'll make later, so they're not really worth noting, but the very fact that he was temporarily admitting to a provisional willingness to allow for the truth as a possibility about any single thing is kind of noteworthy by itself at this point, so... I, I did a headline. <laughs> we could just tack that onto anything we ever say about him, ever. If we. <laughs> <laughs> All right, on that note, we'll take one more quick break for a word from our sponsor. Hey, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, what are you doing? Oh, hey, hey, Tyler. Sorry, uh, you just never be too careful. Violent leftists are everywhere, so I'm trying to yell my soul into this doll. Okay, or you could just try PolicyGenius.com. What's PolicyGenius.com? Policy Genius is the easiest way to get life insurance online. In just two minutes, you can compare quotes from the top insurers to find the best policy for you. Life insurance? Well, not just life insurance. They also compare disability insurance, auto insurance, and home insurance. If you care about it, they can cover it. What if I care about nobody except myself? Well, they'll make sure someone gets money when you die. And come back to hunt my enemies? No, no, they will not. But Boo. Policy Genius has helped over 4 million people shop for insurance and placed over $20 billion in coverage. So if you've been avoiding getting life insurance because it's difficult or confusing, give Policy Genius a try. Just go to policygenius.com, get your quotes, and apply in minutes. You can do the whole thing on your phone right now. Wow, it's really that easy? You bet. Policy Genius, the easy way to compare and buy life insurance. Nice. Well, if you'll excuse me, I've got a doll to keep animating. Yeah, that's a Subway sandwich. Yes. <laughs> you know what? Never mind. <laughs> Nailed it. All right. Now I want to see a little Subway sandwich doing Heath Sarah Huckabee Sanders voice. And we're back. Next up in headlines, it looks like Megyn Kelly and Kanye West will not be dressing up as each other for this year's White House <laughs> Halloween party. I don't know that we can rule yeah, that out. Sad, but <laughs> thanks to the regressive left and their weird overreaction to just a little bit of lighthearted blackface, that's not going to happen. And it's sad, again, because... We were all going to see a beautiful rendition of Ebony and Ivory. <laughs> <laughs> Candace Owens sadly walking home, dragging her banjo lele. <laughs> yeah. Also, we were going to have an open dialogue about the First Amendment and the 13th Amendment. It was going to be great. <laughs> but now it's all canceled, just like Megyn Kelly's show. Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, for the record, <laughs> I am willing to not be on TV for a mere $60 million. So <laughs> NBC, if you're listening, call me. Yeah, no, he'll even do that in blackface. You could tattoo it on, guys. <laughs> you can tattoo that shit on for $60 million. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so the controversy all started last week during an episode of Megyn Kelly's morning show on NBC where she's been working ever since being hired away from Fox News last year. Well, apparently, Kelly forgot 
which channel she was on for a second, <laughs> and said, blackface is fine on Halloween. During her lighthearted, like, best pumpkin pie recipe, getting the kids ready for school morning show. <laughs> yeah, so... Jesus, you fucking idiot. <laughs> so she started by talking about Luann from The Real Housewives of New York City, which is not a good start. That's just, you know, trust me, that's a bad angle at defending blackface. Well, <laughs> a- apparently Luann, who is a white person, got criticized for darkening her skin with makeup while dressing up as Diana Ross. So Megan Kelly decided it was very important to jump in and defend Luann against the uh, social injustices faced by extremely wealthy white women in New York. That was important to her. What I love about this controversy is that she was just tired and like obviously just slipped back into Fox News takes and was just baffled when there weren't three other dead-eyed blonde women there to agree and change the subject to the war on Christmas. (laughs) Right. You you can might as well see her going, oh, fuck, sorry, NBC. 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 (laughs) Ah, Old habits, right? Yeah, well, this is actually where my favorite part started happening. Instead of that panel of dead-eyed blonde women, you could see the panel on NBC of three other white people who aren't from Fox News, and they all realize what's about to come out of Megyn Kelly's stupid fucking face. So (laughs) we get to watch him do this awkward combination of desperately trying to stop Megyn Kelly from continuing to say words, and also desperately trying to distance themselves from the stupidity that was about to happen right next to them, and they fucking knew it was about to happen. (laughs) So they're all just like slowly inching away from the table, but also trying to interrupt the idiot who's clearly about to say the phrase, blackface is cool. But they were way too slow. So here's what Kelly had to say. Quote, what is racist? Oops. So also not a good start. <laughs> yeah. I, I'd like you to have some idea already going in the answer to that question. She did not. Anyway, she continued. You get in trouble if you are a white person who puts on blackface for Halloween. Yes. Or a black person who puts on whiteface for Halloween. Does that happen? Really not an just issue. the really? first thing is the first part of the sentence is really all the matter. Anyway. <laughs> She continues one more time. When I was a kid, that was okay. As long as you were dressing up like a character. End quote. Dude, Megyn Kelly looks great for a 104-year-old woman. (laughs) Well, the thing is, no, look, because I was a kid when she was a kid. And yes, you know what else was socially acceptable when we were kids, Megan? Letting your kids sleep in the rear window of your car on the interstate. And Meshock Taylor's character in Mannequin. The fact that something was okay to do in the 80s is almost an argument for banning it. (laughs) Like trickle-down economics, for example. Lots of (laughs) Yes! Wearing condoms. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so that whole thing was awful. But that last part about dressing up like a character made it okay? (laughs) That was especially weird to me. Apparently, Megyn Kelly and her friends, they, they got in trouble a few times for dressing up like, you know, just... Steve the black guy but when they switched (laughs) over to known characters it was fine it's a weird place she grew up yeah the the 80s and (laughs) and yes and yes 
And in That's Just a Fucking Whistle news tonight, you know, in the heightened political climate we live in, it's easy to resort to petty name-calling, like fat-faced fucking coward ass-fuck, or milk-filled little bitch, traitorous fucking (laughs) uckle Tom, worthless excuse for a human being. See? So easy. But throwing out labels only drives us apart, which is why we'd like to come forward this week in solidarity and condemnation of Donald Trump for calling Donald Trump a nationalist. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah, so uh, I guess uh, on behalf of Nation and Nat and Nah. <laughs> Anything that might be a root word from there, stop it. Stop it. Latin, You're making us look bad. On behalf of Nasky. Yeah. In a quote so close to the end of an argument Noah has with his next door neighbor that he walked around the office today saying, okay, what if I won the lottery? What if I won the lottery? What if I won the lottery? <laughs> Donald Trump <laughs> called himself a nationalist. Here is the full unedited quote. See if you can pull the subtle context here that I'm leaving out. Quote, (laughs) a globalist is a person that wants the globe to do well. Frankly, not caring about our country so much. And you know what? We can't have that. (laughs) Okay. I mean, that's only de facto racist, which is like basically not at all racist for Donald Trump. It's not his fault we're a white country. That's just, you know, de facto. Well, it's... It's not primarily his fault. Him and his dad chipped in. Right, they helped. helped. (laughs) He continued, you know, they have a word. It's sort of become old-fashioned. I so expected. I knew that the word was going to start with an N at this point. I didn't know which (laughs) word it was going to be. Sorry. Yeah. It's called a nationalist. And I say, really, we're not supposed to use that word. You know what I am? I'm a nationalist, Okay. I'm a nationalist. (laughs) Okay. Nationalist. (laughs) Nothing wrong. Use that word. Use that word. End quote. He's so fucking weird. Well, the the preamble here is so amazing, right? Because it's like he's going, like, if you try to get into Donald Trump brain, what he's thinking here is he's like, you know what? Later, people are going to say that I just wasn't aware of the historical context of calling my space force separate but equal again. So let me be super clear. I mean the bad (laughs) version of this, the racist one. That's what I'm saying. I mean, technically still not racist, just the definition of the word nationalism or nationalist. But you can almost hear him not saying white like they practiced a whole (laughs) bunch of times over and over. I mean, just use a different word. Technically, Ben Carson is being niggardly about spending on public housing. But maybe we all say conservative instead. Maybe we don't like maybe here you go. You're on national television. You don't say the word niggardly. I'm uh, just fun fact, that's an exact quote from a prep meeting with Ben Carson. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> pulled that. Yeah. Well, luckily for us, the microphone we wrote not a microphone on and hid in the Oval Office is still there. So let's listen to the tape and see how it all went down. Tyler, Tyler, get in here. Uh, yes, sir. You wanted to see me? Whoa, don't hit your head on the door, big guy. Gets funnier every time you say it, sir. Right? It's like the not joke, right? Yeah. Not, but not yeah. not. You see what no. I'm saying here, Tyler? Because I did too. Sadly, so could... I I do. Uh, uh, but um, did you need a thing or something? Oh, yeah, it's about the speech you wrote for me. I feel like I've heard people call me a naturalist before, and it's been like a bad thing, you know? Sir, a nationalist. Nashvilleist. Nationalist. Smash Brothers. Ne- never mind. <laughs> so. What was wrong with the original? Well, the original quote was, 
Dear God help me, I'm having a moment of lucidity. I'm the racist end of democracy personified. Please stop me before it's too late. I can feel the fog rolling in. Note to self, get Air Force One gold plated. So I, f I felt like we needed a change. Ah, uh, you know, I'm going to be honest. I don't remember the first part, but can I do that? Destroy democracy? Yes. No, yes. The, the plane thing, the gold plane. Oh. You know, maybe. Nice. Because I'm a narcissist. You are. You are. <laughs> and finally tonight in phony outrage news, two equally surprising facts were uncovered by a New York Times article this week when we simultaneously learned that A, there might be a negative consequence to entrusting highly classified state secrets to a person who shouldn't be trusted with one of those tapered Capri sunstraws, and B... Republican outrage over minor infractions to the State Department's guidelines on handling classified information as it pertained to Hillary Clinton's emails might have been disingenuous. Really? And we learned these things. <laughs> yeah, if you can believe that. Uh, we actually learned these when it came to light that federal agents were having so damn much trouble getting Donald Trump to stop using his unsecured iPhones that are known to be tapped by Russian and Chinese foreign agents that they had to go to reporters at the New York Times about it. Okay, how hard is this? You reroute all his phone calls straight to Eli, and Eli just does racist impressions of world leaders. There's <laughs> no fucking way Trump notices. Absolutely no. He could have phone sex with Melania on that phone line and not notice. <laughs> it won't be easy, but God damn it, I'll take one for the country. You keep saying, like, why do all of these calls end up with being with the Prime Minister of Australia? So what are you wearing, Melania? Start right, so, with different people. What are you wearing? Uh, according to Matthew <laughs> Rosenberg and Maggie Haberman, the president Fine. is in the habit of frequently using old iPhones to contact old friends Later. for advice because the four million people employed by the executive branch he can call upon for input never tell him the answers that he likes. And when he does, <laughs> the Chinese, the Russians, and unknown other spies are listening in and cribbing notes on how best to influence our foreign policy. And, and keep in mind that he's already jumping when they tell him to jump just because they're giving him money. So at best, they're looking for a cheaper way to manipulate our foreign policy. <laughs> Watch. Next week, we're going to get a video of Trump getting peed on while he's FaceTiming and just audio of Chinese spies dying with laughter in the back. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Remember how hard this used to be, guys? All right. So here's the most fucked up thing about this story. Donald Trump is president. The second most yeah. fucked up thing about this story. Good call, Eli. I'm rooting for the Chinese spies. <laughs> right? Because so, the article says that not only is China listening in on his calls, but they're, quote, seeking to use what they learn from the calls, how Mr. Trump thinks, what arguments tend to sway him, and to whom he is inclined to listen, to keep a trade war with the United States from escalating further, end quote. So, once again, our best line of defense is that our global competitors have our interests at heart more than our brick fucking president, coupled with the aforementioned brick fucking. Okay, <laughs> but I really, really want to watch a meeting with Jinping now that they've got intel. Like, oh, yeah, right. hello, Mr. Trump. Boy, do I sure hate us. Am I doing this right? <laughs> You're nailing it, Jinping. We cannot drive, can we? Now, Get in here, to be bear. fair, Trump responded Melania? to this story by describing it as so wrong, the word so merited four O's. It was so wrong. And he insisted that he only used government phones, which he capitalized because he thinks <laughs> that means these are the most important words in this sentence. I will always capitalize the word government. <laughs> 
Curiously, the normally vocal conservative agitators for greater communication security have not called to lock him up. <laughs> yeah. And what does that mean? So wrong. He has like only three phones that he's done this with. Like what? Yeah. What, 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 how are there gradients of wrong here? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to do it for episode 82. Thanks to No Illusions. Thanks to Eli Bosnick. And thanks to all the listeners who liked us on Facebook, followed us on Twitter, and sent us feedback on the other various internets. Please keep doing that. Please keep listening. And please keep telling your friends. And if you find the naive stupidity of our giving away a free show business model to be oddly charming, please feel free to send us gifts of money at our donation page at patreon.com skeptocrat. Just like Daniel, Galen, read Zero Sum Game. No. Sky. Danny, Christian, Richard, Alistair, Will, Zabby, Freethinker215, and Matavigo, whose dicks and vaginas are liked so much we should have put a ring on them. I put a ring on one of them. You, are, do you guys have dick rings? And you guys I, do? I, I gave mine away. I, I, you had I'm a no dick longer. ring and you put it on somebody else? Yeah, it's yeah. a wedding night thing. They only tell you when you get married. You yeah, move your dick asked ring. Me not to specifically mention who I put it on. Do, like, is this like a pierce ring or like a cock ring, like that goes around? No, a cock. Got to get married. Got to get married. No, you you should tell me. It's Mm-mm. fucked up. It's one of the fun things you get to learn. Room. <laughs> <laughs> and whether or not you're feeling financially benevolent, like those fine people, if you enjoyed our brand of whimsy, and you know about how that dick ring thing works and you'd like to hear more dick jokes free of charge tell me how that dick thing works and check out our brother and sister shows the scathing atheist god awful movies and citation needed available on itunes stitcher or the deep web we just have one last thing let's compliment that penist special thanks to ryan slotnick of evil giraffes on mars he is the creator of the virtuosic musical stylings you heard today which were used with permission you should definitely check him out using the links we'll provide or by googling the only band called Evil Giraffes on Mars. Until next time, catchphrase sign-off. Steal Heath's dick. <laughs> Wait, what? Steal it. <laughs> Take it? You Take mean the his ring? Ma- his magic bag. I don't have a ring. I'm scared to get it pierced. I had, guys, he, wait. Said, he wrote in he, Steal Heath's dick ring, but I erased ring because I know you don't have rings. So yeah. We just were discussing. Put a ring on Heath's dick and then steal the whole thing. <laughs> like a fishing lure. <laughs> Tell you what, if you can close an umbrella, you can have a gold plane. <laughs> no fucking deal. idiot. If you can get on it without toilet paper hanging off your fucking shoe. The preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm, LLC. Copyright 2018. All rights reserved.